so he came and I just had, um, it was one of the hardest days of my life hearing that my dad was gonna sell the company even though um, I, I had all these plans of coming back and so. The parents make him work a little bit more just to like make an example that, yep. hey, just cause we're the owners doesn't mean it's gonna be yours automatically, you know, like you still have to show up and work for it. I think you have to make the mistakes to be able to learn from it and to be able to yep. evolve. But I think that's the biggest thing as like business owners, kind of being like a step ahead of the game like because you gotta evolve to what the market's doing yeah yeah uh. underrated underrated we the underdogs underestimated what's up guys welcome back to another episode of the totem podcast what's up eric what's going on guys as as always remember that we are on youtube and spotify and all the other uh podcast platforms but mainly we focus on youtube um so get if you guys like the conversations we're having um, especially like the guests we're having on today. Um, just make sure to give the video a thumbs up and clips, click subscribe um, so that way you can be notified every single time we upload a new video. Um, but yeah, here on the podcast we have, uh, we have our famous motto that an act of rebe rebellion is to question. Cool, so huge shout out to uh, Gamos Design. If you guys don't know, they do a lot of uh, marketing apparel and stuff. They do all our gear, all our hats. So if you guys want to reach out to them, you guys got a 10%. Uh, discount right there with Totem, so make sure to take advantage of that. But today's guest, you guys uh, probably know who he is just with the last name in itself. Jason Wickham, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? I'm excited. This will be fun. Pretty yeah, appreciate you uh, coming on here and actually taking time out of your your busy schedule because I know you you got a lot of stuff going on, uh, especially since you're all the way from uh, Longmont, right? Yes. Yeah, I moved to Longmont. From Fort Morgan, I, I was born and raised here in Fort Morgan, and I moved up there about two years ago. Um, so it's uh, that's been a new adventure as you get used to this uh, the the small town life, and then you go up there and you can Uber anytime you want to, or you can get food delivered to your house anytime you want to. It's it's a big change. It's a little bit different than, than here in Fort Morgan. For yes, sure. it is. Yeah, it is. And there's more restaurants than you know what to do with. Not that the good, not that the ones in here in Fort Morgan are not good. They are, and it was um, the small town life was was something that I I loved raising my kids here, and then they they uh, um, they got out of school, and we decided we would move. Um, so much of our business has moved up on the Front Range, so um, yeah, that's, we're we're living up there. That's great. If we want to back up a little bit, talk to me a little bit about like Jason as a. A young young kid, you know, growing up because uh, for you guys don't, that don't know, Wickham Tractor has been around for four generations. So you guys are the fourth, correct? Yes. So yeah. it's like uh, you guys pretty been much here a long time. You've been through yeah. it all. So talk to me a little about how your childhood was seeing all that stuff. Well, um, so I always wanted to be a part of Wickham Tractor ever since I was a um, I don't know five, four or five years old. Um, I was out there picking up trash or cleaning bathrooms. Um, that's all I wanted to do growing up um, is is uh, do that. So um, went to um, school here in Fort Morgan. Um, it was a great great time, and um, um, I I had a kind of uh, just a normal childhood. There was no uh, not nothing real big big time. Um, played football in high school and just uh, just. Loved uh, growing up here in Fort Morgan. 
Um, went to uh, college in um, at, um, first at NJC for the first two years and then transferred to CSU. Graduated there with a ag finance degree. So that was um, that was my childhood and um, my uh, uh, I don't really have any really cool, well I got tons of stories but I don't know how politically correct they would be on this show. No, that's fine. We, we have we have no rules on the show. We go okay. everywhere, so All right. so no, no worries on that. But t- tell me a little bit. You said uh, you always wanted to be part of the the business, the company, and stuff what it, of Wickham. And you said you'd, you'd be up, out there picking up trash and all that stuff. How, how was that? Like, did like your parents, your grandparents, and all that stuff? Were they like, hey, just because just because you're our son doesn't mean you're not going to work? Or well, how was that? They, I think, made more of an example out of proving that I wasn't going to get any special treatment. Um, I got paid, I mean, shoot, at four or five, I was getting paid like 30 cents, 50 cents an hour. Um, so that was at, when I was really, really young. And then they just, they paid me the, the normal amount. I did, um, I did everything from cleaning bathrooms to all the way through the gamut. I mean, I worked on hay balers for a summer. I worked in the parts department for a couple of years. Um, then I, when I went to college, then I ended up coming back and um, started our Sterling store. So um, around 1997, I think, um, I moved to Sterling and, and uh, got, uh, got that going. And then I burned out, um, totally burned out on Wickham Tractor and ended up going to work for my father-in-law um, who had a gutter company and he wanted me to run that. Um, but he does a really cool thing and he uh, build, he his career was building post offices um, and then he would keep them and, and then lease them back to the municipalities for 30-year leases. So um, okay. he also had some other businesses when I went and ran the gutter company. But then I burned out on that and came back and started selling tractors and so it was good. I, I love selling tractors. That well, sounds like a commercial, huh? There you go. <laughs> exactly. I don't care about making money. I just love selling go. tractors. <laughs> That's interesting, though, because a lot of people like look at like a business and think that, oh, just because like, they have kids and stuff, they're going to have it a little bit easier. But it sounds like, because we speak from experience, too, it's usually like the children that actually work harder in the business just to kind of earn that like respect. Or the parents make them work a little bit more just to like make an example that, Yep. Hey, just because we're the owners doesn't mean it's going to be yours automatically. You know, like you still have to show up and work for it. Yeah, and I, I absolutely did. I, um, um, I, I didn't get any special treatment. Uh, maybe I did, and I don't really know about it. But it felt like my dad was harder on me than he was any of the other employees. And what kind of like made you kind of want to be working in in the in the company? Like, from was it just like seeing everybody like your your grandpa, your your parents working in it? And just growing up around it, that that made you kind of just want to do it. Yeah, I think so. I just I loved um, I loved being a, the the camaraderie. I love the culture. Um, I love um, agriculture. That's that's the big thing, and this this allowed me the chance to be a part of it and be in it and um, and the partnership that you always have with your customers. Um, I got to see that at a young age, and and it was really really cool. And I fell in love with it when I was when I was young, um, and it was it was crazy. One one cool story is um, uh, my dad came and when I was at CSU, he came and 
he had decided he was going to sell the dealership and um, um, and there was only one at that time um, the Fort Morgan store and he was gonna he was kind of burning out and wasn't enjoying it and and um, so he came and I just had um, it was one of the hardest days of my life hearing that my dad was gonna sell the company even though um, I was I had all these plans of coming back and so um, he ended up not doing it um, because both my brother and I were interested in coming back and we wanted to. And so um, he ended up keeping the business. And here we are with five stores all around, um, all in Colorado. Did it take some convincing to kind of like convince him not to sell? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he really, at that point, he was burned out. And he didn't know that I was and, and Brad was so passionate about coming back. And, and so he heard that uh, he heard loud and clear that, that that's what we wanted to do. And he stuck it out till we could get graduated from college and get back. How so, long How long was that that he had? About a year. About a year? Yeah. Okay. So, so it wasn't so, like too, too terribly long. No, no, no. You guys had to push, put him through or anything? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think he's thankful that, that he did it. He's super proud of us and what we've done with the company. Um, we're pretty aggressive, and we've really um, grown fairly quick. So um, it's been a, it's been a cool thing to to have it almost slip through our fingers to where we are today. How, it's how, huge. How did that? Uh, like you were talking about, your dad had some burnout, and then you said you had some burnout back when you're at the Sterling place. Like what? What did he do to kind of just taking a break from it? Like you know, to kind of compensate for that burnout, or to come back, or how? how? Well, my big burnout was getting the <clears throat> Sterling store up. I was working the whole day in the Fort Morgan store. Then I would drive home, and then we would work. My wife and I would work till 11, 12, 1 in the morning just getting that going, um, whether it was putting parts shelves together or um, all the, the books and everything in the shop, getting the shop ready and the airlines. And um, just it was months and months of – of working 70 to 80 hours a week, um, getting, getting it up and going. So, um, and to, to get over that, I just, you just got to kind of power through it. But for me, I did, I went to Castle Rock and worked for my father-in-law and realized how much I want to be a part of this. So that's, I, I really, I just enjoy the business. I enjoy our customers. I enjoy our, um, the relationships that we have it's it's really really cool yeah how do you and then how do you transition that now over to uh you have uh two kids right so how do you yep. transition that over to them are you kind of are they getting the the, the special treatment or are you making them work for it also or is how, I, how's that or is it a little different from like i'm guessing from like how your grandpa was with your dad your dad with with you is it a little different or are you still kind of oh for sure i think maybe i have um um, I've given them opportunities to move up through the company, um, and and they they really they they've moved they've moved on it. They've been aggressive, and I've got and both Hallie and Lincoln are both in the company right now, and um, it's it's uh, it's it has been the thing that has energized me um, here the past couple of years. It's um, it's turned into my why of of just loving. Um, teaching them, um, working with them, because I I probably was 
not exactly the parent I, I should have been. I was very focused on work and friends um, through their younger years. And now to be able to work with them and, and spend one-on-one -on -time, one -on -one time with them in work is, has been one of the coolest um, adventures of my life. Do you think that's, like, I'm, I'm asking you because I, I have family too, so it's, but I, do you think it's crucial for, because uh, you've heard a lot of sides of it that people, like you're saying, they get burned out because they're away from their family all the time, or for them to kind of have the family kind of, like you're saying, you bring your kids with, with you, so you're kind of spending time there. You're working, but you're at least there, you know. Yeah. So, so that way, it's like you make, how do I say, like you put your business like you kind of intertwined it a little bit with your family, you know, mm -hmm. so they're part of it. So they're part of the why, they're part of the, the whole thing. Do you think that's important, like, instead, or try to separate them, like, completely? I, I would have, if you would ask me that before they were part of the business, I would say, yeah, keep it separate. Um, we, my wife has always wanted to work in the business, and that's one rule that my dad made long, long ago was wives, no wives in the business. Um, not because he doesn't like our wives, mine and Brad's, it's just that it, it's, uh, it brings in, it can bring in some drama. Um, so, but to our kids could not work in the business until they were 16. So like Lincoln worked at Empire Dairy and um, Hallie did various little, um, various babysitting and stuff like that. And once they were once they were 16, then Lincoln came back. Hallie just came back the past few years. So, that, yeah, I think it is good to intertwine um, now. But if you would ask me that years ago, I would have said, oh, keep it separate. Do you think that concept of, like, work-life balance was important, like, back then? Because, I mean, like, now it's more just, like, intertwined. But like back then when, when they weren't in the business, they were like growing up, you, how important was that like work-life balance? Because you said like with the Sterling store, you were working 70 to 80 hours a week. It's, I'm pretty sure there was hardly any time left for, for any balance of any sort. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I've never been the, the work-life balance guy. I'm just whatever the business needed, I was willing to give it no matter what it took. So I didn't really do the whole... Um, work-life balance um, when it when it did balance it was cool and when it didn't it just that's what you do as a business owner you don't get the chance to um, work-life balance you've got customers you've got um, broke down tractors or balers or anything you've got you just got to give the business whatever it whatever it needs and there will be times when you got lots of downtime and there will be times when you don't have any, um, and so I've I've learned from from some of my friends, from my parents, from my grandparents. Um, small business is uh, it just it's it's uh, you got to give it whatever it it needs. Do you think you enjoy it now a little bit more that your your kids are in the business too, and you kind of do one hundred percent? Yeah, I love um, it. It has it's it has changed my why. It has re-energized me in the business and in my career. So, um, I, I love it. It's, it is one of the biggest blessings in my life for sure is having my kids, um, be interested and, and want to be a part of, of, um, of Wickham tractor. It's cool. It's, I can't tell you how cool it is. I never thought it would be cool, but man, it is. And, and do they always have like, kind of like, 
because when when you started when you were younger you were you wanted to be in in the company were they kind of like the same way with you like they couldn't just wait to like be be working in the company or were they kind of like Hallie Hallie was not she never wanted to be a part of the business um, it just um, she's doing um, she's doing real estate um, buying real estate um, and is going to be the landlord and so she needed a job to start and now she's gotten to the point where I think she really likes it. So that's been kind of weird, uh, but Lincoln, that's all he's wanted to do since he was tall enough to pee hard against the ground. <laughs> no, that's great. <laughs> but then that's that's go, kind of going back to it. That's like the important thing that you're saying. Like like him, they he, like Lincoln, he had a pretty much, I'm guessing he probably knows all the ins and outs of it also because he said he, like, he had to go work at a dairy first, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and like you, you had a clean the bathrooms everything i think that's essential for like business owners a lot of them like now it's just like more of a a lot of them it's a fad you know they just want to look cool you know because they right. have a business but they don't want to do the the hard stuff the hard work the and i um, both of my kids are they're they're in the thick of it and they work their butts off and i'm super proud of them i'm super proud and so so when you took took over the the business um your, your your dad didn't just give it to you guys, right? No, nope. you guys, you guys he, bought him out. He, yes, we bought him out, and we bought the shares for exactly what they appraised for. Um, actually, we just paid him off this last month, so he's now he's we haven't paid we haven't paid him off for the real estate, but um, we we got the business a hundred percent paid off. We made our last payment, so that's that was great. that was that's an exciting. Awesome. That's great. Congrats yeah. on that, but I. Tell me a little bit. How was that conversation like? Was it like that he was just like kind of ready to like retire, or how? Or do you guys just want to like? Did, did he want to give it? Did he want to give it to you guys, or did you guys want to like push to like just buy him out? To in two thousand seven, he wanted us to have skin in the game, so he let us um, bu- start buying stock um, for what it was appraised for for book value, um, and he he let. He let us, where the company gave us a raise to, um, as long as we gave 100% of that to him, um, he, um, he gave us a raise and then we paid taxes on it and everything, all legal, but that's, that's where we started was in 2007. So it took a lot of years, but um, yeah, we're, we, we got to 10% and then we got higher and higher and, and he financed us, which we never could have done. He retired, I think in 2012, somewhere in that vicinity. And we bought him out then and he did not want to sell. He was ready to keep working, but um, we made him an offer and, and we were able to make, um, make it work so that he could retire and he he's got real estate that um so he was plenty good to to just start chilling out so um he loves it hanging out so is that uh, like uh wtc are you is it you're saying you're buying shares is it public is it a public company or is it private shares it, it is it's private shares we're a okay. c-corp okay. um so yeah, we're a corporation, and I was about to start going, um, start go buy the shares, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how how important was it for you guys to to have skin in the game? Did did he want you guys to have skin in the game so you can actually <clears throat> actually like feel it and be able to like work harder at it because you know you're working towards something? I think he wanted us to 
to be somewhat of an owner, um, but small enough that he always was willing to sell us as much share as we wanted to buy as long as he stayed at 51%. So um, he wanted control as long as he was in the business. And then we just, um, we bought the rest of it in, in 2012. But um, yeah, he was, he wasn't ready to sell. He wasn't ready to retire, but we just, um, we were able to convince him that he was fine. And so, yeah. Um, I think he wanted us to have skin in the game. Just, I mean, something changes when you have um, when when you have some ownership of something. You dedicate yourself to it differently than when you're just working at a job. Um, even if it's um, a Wickham tractor, and my last name is Wickham, um, I started treating it different when when I uh, um, when I had stock. Yeah. Even though I wasn't getting paid any, I wasn't getting any dividends or getting any anything special. It was just, it it does it changes you. And who and who's who's a, I mean I don't know if you could answer that, but who was able to like have shares? Is it just like family that they would let or like employees or? Um, we did have um, we did do a profit sharing with employees back in the eighties, I think. Okay. But um, they we ended up buying that back because it turned into a, a donkey show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, too many cooks in the kitchen, <clears throat> so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you you guys like sold like uh, like tractors, farm equipment, and stuff like that. And then you guys also uh, sold feed, but yep. you guys don't don't do that anymore. Right. We got out of that in. Oh man, I think I sold the feed division last year. Um, maybe. Yeah. It was like a year or two. Or yeah, a year like or two ago, um, and that was that was a hard one. Um, the market had changed so much, um, so many new people to the market, and it just became whoever is going to sell stuff the cheapest. And um, service got to be nothing. Um, we we were um, we were so focused on service, and when. Um, when um, JD High School and some of these others, um, there were several people that came into the market, and it just became uh, who can sell it the cheapest, and nobody cares about any kind of service or um, all of the things that we built the business on were not important to our customers. It was just how cheap, how far are you going to drop your pants? Yeah. So, so was it like a slow decline, or you guys start seeing it going that way? You're just like, we'll just sell this portion of the company because it's too much it started to for a couple of years um started to go down and we didn't really we didn't react and we just let it kind of go down the down the line and um it just um it was um we made some mistakes um that uh that cost us um with with some with some employees that um it didn't work out um, and we we just we didn't react and we didn't um, um, we didn't change the business to the way it needed to be changed um, when we should have changed um, when we should have adapted to a changing market we tried to keep it the same and it just didn't work it's okay. it's kind of like some of these uh, companies that uh, are trying to compete with Amazon. And uh, they want to keep doing their business the same way they've always done it. And it just uh, doesn't work like that. You're going to have to evolve or you're going to get swept. Yeah, ab- absolutely.
Yeah, I mean, talking about like evolving, you guys had so you guys had the, the Fort Morgan store and then the Sterling store for for a while now, and then recently yeah. you guys bought like three other uh, dealerships. Yep, we bought Longmont, Fort Collins, and Greeley um, in 2017. At the end of 2017, so and how was that? Like just the the decision making or process that just hey, like let's go. Pretty we, much double so the, 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 the size of it. The owner of those three stores. Um, Buddy Truesdale, he was um, ready to retire, and uh, he had a house uh, that he had bought in um, Arizona, and it was just time. We have Case and Kubota. He had Case and Kubota, and it just made sense to do. Um, and so we we made a deal with him, and he treated us really right. Um, he didn't, um, but we same same as with my dad. We bought it at book value, um, and paid for a bunch of blue sky but all that is paid off too so it, it worked out really good so is that like a little scary for you guys going into it just because it's like <laughs> scary th- shit. Th- three like three de- dealerships is not cheap well it doubled and you guys our were size. and you guys were barely owners for a few years too right yeah but when you guys yeah. so it's like you just bought this and now you're gonna go buy yeah. some more so, yeah uh-oh. double down yeah um yeah but we we had some we have great people um that uh worked their tails off to make it work and we also were blessed with a really good market um so um doing power sports and doing small tractors um and we got some great brands that we represent so it 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 worked out really well it was super super cool the timing was right um we're wanting to keep going now and and um buy more stores now so stay tuned is, is that kind of what led you to to move to logmont to kind of keep 100 keep track of those stores yeah. up there uh well and that's where we want to we want to um go for um, in the future yeah okay that's up, great in that direction do you think you guys will ever kind of uh spread maybe just like colorado or trying to go like national national i mean nationwide um or is that a whole different that'll be Hallie and lincoln's problem okay (laughs) (laughs) so if they're they're watching (laughs) yeah start get get ready (laughs) and and you how is it handling that many employees um because i I imagine it's it's not an easy thing because even just handling just five employees is probably a handful by itself it's over how much do you guys have over 100 no we have about 90 okay um so I mean, it, we've we've popped over a hundred, um, and we've gotten as low as eighty. So um, we're somewhere in the. I mean, I don't. I'd have to call my HR gal, but I um, we're somewhere in the ninety range, and that's it's a challenge. Um, employees, this managing through COVID was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Um, we didn't know if the world was coming to an end. We didn't know if people were going to start dying when they left to go home um, and because they were sick. We just, I mean, you guys knew what we were going through in COVID, and, and yeah. man, was it crazy. It yeah. Was, it was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. Nobody knew what was going to happen with the market, with businesses, yep. with anything. Yeah, so. yeah. I didn't know if we were going to be closing, um, and here we are still going. But, um, yeah, it was it was just it was bonkers, but COVID did some great things for us. Um, people were at home; they weren't buying um, ten to fifteen thousand dollar vacations. They were working on all of the do-it-yourself projects at home, 
so they were buying little tractors or skid steers um they weren't um they weren't going on those vacations if they were doing vacations they were going up to the mountains they weren't getting on airplanes and stuff so they were buying our power sports and so all in all it was i mean we our our business went up through covid not down blessing in disguise yeah it was it was crazy and we thought we were going to be um we didn't know if we were going to sell another tractor and the for the rest of our lives and our business actually improved that's crazy yeah that's crazy because some it just like some people they just get the we have a lot of a lot of that we talk about it like the victim mentality you know yeah people just want to like oh this happened to me but then it's like that like with covid like that was probably one of your best times where you skyrocketed and leveled up you know so yeah yeah it was it was it was fantastic um and we i mean our people they didn't. Um, they didn't take advantage of of having to go home for seven days, and and when they had COVID, they all did. They had to, because it was the law. But um, I mean, our our employees, our people, could have taken so much more advantage of it, and they didn't. They were just. It was all hands on deck, and they just plugged through it all, and. Um, we we had supply chain shortages like everybody did, um, but we just fought through it and and uh, it was it was the best of times for Wickham Tractor. Do you think a lot of the like people not taking advantage, like say the, through the COVID time, was a lot because they kind of you had like expectations since before, you know? So you know the people kind of knew what ex- what to expect with you guys. Like uh, I think so. Um, um, we have a we have a culture that I mean we're in the ag business which is kind of a get or done business. Um, we're in the um, um, we have people that have I mean some that have been there for forty years, and it just um, it was it was let's make it happen and we're a family and so in a family business like that you just um, and and so many of our employees. Um, they're, they feel invested in the company cause they've been there long enough. So it was, uh, it was really good. It was good times. And I'm glad that it, that it worked out this way, but getting back to the whole Amazon thing, um, I, I, I foresee a day when, um, when Kubota or case, they spec the tractors out, um, on an Amazon site or on their website and you order them straight from the manufacturer, and uh, the dealer will just be a parts and service um, and a delivery point um, for um, keeping customers going. And trades will all go straight to the to auction, and uh, and it will just it'll go the way that it uh, that it goes. But I I mean we'll we just have to adapt and can't sit on not do what we did with the feed company and try to make the the business um or the the market um come to our way of thinking we have to go and and so um that's why the the feed business going selling that to northern feed and bean was we learned a lot of very valuable lessons and it will make us better in the tractor business yeah i think that's a lot to do with the business like we've made like we're, we we haven't been that long in business, but we've made a lot of mistakes. But I think you have to make the mistakes to be able to learn from it and to be able to yep. evolve. But I think that's the biggest thing is like business owners. It's kind of being like 
a step ahead of the game like because you got to evolve to what the market's doing not you wait no this is what i'm doing and i'm not changing anything like uh, well yeah. the market the, the market do. the market's gonna let you know real real fast <laughs> it's, yeah. gonna, it's gonna let you know quick well but, what, what has been like the, the hardest um thing you've had to like learn to do um just like over the over the last few years especially with like buying a new portion of the business doubling your size like because the I, hardest I, thing that I've had to do is be partners with my brother. Um, there you go, Brad. And <laughs> and I'm not I'm not talking crap. It's um, it is a daily thing that we work on. Every, I mean, my dad comes in every Monday and we meet. Um, he's kind of the tiebreaker. Um, but I mean, I'm, and I'm not saying anything negative about Brad. I think anytime you have 50-50 partners, it is a challenge and. Um, if you're not 100% aligned, the employees know it, the manufacturers know it, the customers know it, and we're not aligned. Um, he, he feels certain ways about certain parts of the business, and I feel other ways. We respect each other, but it is the hardest thing that we have to go through, um, and we have to fight it every day to over-communicate and, and try, to, try to see each other's perspectives. And we just don't because we're um, we're going a thousand miles an hour, and we just um, we keep plugging away. And and when our communication breaks down, that's <clears throat> when we end up um, and the the employees end up unhappy, and the customers end up unhappy. And so that's that's the hardest part. How do you guys do it? I th- I mean I, w- I was going to add a little bit to what you're saying. I think honestly, I think personally. Not everybody will agree with it, but I think it's essential because I, I heard of something a long time ago. It says if two people are in the same room and they think alike, like one of them's extra. So it's so like, and Eric knows, I always tell him, like, I'm thinking we should do maybe this, like poke holes in it. Like, what do you think? Most of the stuff, and I tell him, like, what do you think? Like, I want to know what he thinks. Like, I probably think completely opposite, but I want to see where he's at with it. And it's like, I don't know. I just like, I mean, I kind of like a little controversy a little bit. You know, I want him to be like, no, I, I don't think we should do that. Or, or I mean, we come down to to, uh, to like a solution, but it's like sometimes we're complete opposites, you know. Yeah. But it's like, like you said, it's. Uh, you you got to work on it. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I think a big part of it is just that, that communication yeah. uh, factor of it. Because, um, I mean, now we've started, started, we've started to do that a lot better. Um, we've like set up like weekly meetings that we're actually gonna sit down and actually not talk about anything else we got going on, but like what's going on in the business and and just focus on that and set time aside for like the important parts that we have to like actually figure out and actually just like go at it. Right, and and it's I mean what we did was we split the business um, where Brad does parts and service and I do sales and marketing, um, and it. Um, it, it that makes it tough because I don't need to explain anything to him on my stuff and he doesn't need to explain anything to me but too often there's finger pointing if um, if the service department drops the ball with a customer or if one of our salesmen doesn't return a call and then then we're kind of pointing fingers at each other and it's just something we got to fight with or fight through um, and whether you like it or not your partners and you, you gotta just um you gotta find your way through it and i'm sure you guys have yeah. to do that too 
Yeah, and it's kind of so we kind of have it like set up kind of how you do it. Like I'm more like the numbers marketing guy, you know, that just talking dudes and all that. And Eric's more like in charge of the editing, the video stuff. Like I know how to set the stuff up and stuff too, but like he's the one that knows how to do that, you know. And I kind of let. I can't be like, Eric, hey, what the fuck are you doing? This is not how it goes if I don't know that much about it. So I just kind of let him do his right. his thing on it, you know. But like you said, it's technically he doesn't have to tell me how to what he's doing, you know. Yeah. So that I, I kind of feel like what you're saying too. Like, it's, yeah. Um, is, is there any like balance? Like, okay, when you're at work, you guys talk about work, but when you're home, do you still talk about work? Because because like being owners, I think it's a little different than just two people just working in the same company together. We've never, um, Brad and I have never been best friends. Um, well, we when we were little, little, but um, we never. We kind of grew apart um, in through the through the high school years, and we, or I, I guess it was after that. Um, but we just we haven't been close, so we don't have the trying to not talk about things. Um, we just we don't get together. Um, or, or um, we're not we're not super close like that. So. We don't have we don't have to fight that part um, the outside of work stuff. Um, we bring our wives in every um, I don't know every year approximately to give them an update on where the business is um, because um, our floor plans meaning all of the equipment that comes in is on a floor plan note with the manufacturer and so we have to put our houses up um, um, as collateral and so. That's caused um, some some strife with our spouses. So they want to know, they want updated on where we're at, where's the business at, where's our debt load, where's our um, 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 where's our cash situation, and where are we moving in the in the market. So, which is which is good, or what do you think? Like understandable, like good that they kind of at least want to know what's a yeah. little bit going on, you know? Yeah. Because then they're gonna be like. What'd you do, Jason? Like, it's all gone. Like, well, you kind of knew about it a couple months ago. You know, it's not a surprise. So. Right. It's It's been um, um, our wives, both Marcy and Carrie, um, Brad's wife and my wife, are are super supportive. And they've they've been really, really cool to, to do um, or to, to be partners with because they're, they're just as much partner, just as much owner as we are. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's great. I wanted to ask you a little bit about the the stuff that's been going on. I don't know if how much you've been following it, but it's like that the like the, what is it the the farmers, the dairy, the dairy owners, uh, the ranchers and stuff that they got to pay overtime and stuff now. And there's like a big thing going on with that. Do do you have any any thoughts on that stuff? Um, yeah, there's um, you don't have to pay overtime. You do, um and for um for that for um in the ag business um, because it's so seasonal um, but they are i think that is kind of ending isn't it i, I that's what i've heard but we've always paid overtime because okay. even though we don't would didn't have to um we weren't going to get any employees um, we weren't going to be competitive in the marketplace um trying to get truck drivers or trying to get technicians if we weren't if we if we didn't do it so we've always just done it yeah D- does that affect i'm just wondering does that affect like because you guys sell tractor and stuff, does that affect any of that? Because a lot of the the ranchers, so it's like now it's the ranchers they got to pay like overtime for a lot of their their workers. Uh-huh. So it's like they got to pay them more. So I'm just wondering, does it affect 
their buying power now that they have to go buy a new tractor or skidsters or you haven't noticed it really i haven't noticed it okay i, I don't i haven't been super aware it doesn't it's not nearly as much of a factor as the interest rates um and <laughs> where where interest rates when you're borrowing uh, $450,000 for a tractor, the interest rate makes a huge difference. Um, the price increases of, um, um, of the inflation that's going on has affected our business. Um, I just don't, I don't think that, uh, um, that it has necessarily um, impacted people's ability to buy the tractors. At, le- at least I don't know. How, how how have you guys like dealt with the interest rates? Because I mean, it's they're like been slowly going up, you know, yeah. like the past uh, probably over a year now. Um, and people are are people actually buying less, or are they or are people still like who actually need to get the equipment? They still buy the equipment. Um, people are finding a way to get the equipment. Um, there is some um, we we shop interest rates every day. Um, um, we have. 20, 25 different options as far as different finance rates um, or financing from um, whether it's with Wells Fargo or AgDirect or um, Farm Credit, all of the different um, avenues that we have. And um, it's it's just a um, people are just buying. Um, um, they, a, a lot of tax buying um, um, because the commodities have been pretty strong um, and so there has been some farm income that people they they buy equipment so that they um, can bring their their tax load down. So. Okay. So what do you, I mean now change subjects a little bit? What do you what do you like to do for fun hobbies? Uh, well, I just got back from uh, Mardi Gras. Um, that shit's crazy. I don't know uh, if you've oh, ever yeah. been. Never, I've never, I've been. never been, but I've I heard s- of it. Oh, my Atlantis. Huh. It was, um, I had never been, but um, that was just crazy. Um, that was a that was a fun time. But no. Um, Who'd you go down there with? Just my wife. Okay, just you. Guys. We actually, it, I know it sounds crazy, but we had a meeting um, on Thursday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we went down early and were there on Fat Tuesday. And, and then Wednesday is when the meeting started. So. Um, but yeah, we were there for, um, we were down there for a whole week. It was, it was a long week. That's like going to Vegas for a week. You just don't do it. (laughs) You just never know your limits. Yeah. Um, uh, for fun, um, I go snowmobiling. Um, so we have a cabin up in, um, the snowy range up in Wyoming. Um, and then we razor in the summer, um, go to the lake. Um, just, I... Um, I'd love spending time with my kids. Um, and that's, I kind of touched on it earlier, where when my kids were young, I didn't spend the time that I should have with them. And so now I'm, uh, I woke up one day and they were graduating from high school. And so now they like going snowmobiling, they like going razoring. And so that's what I like. And are they married? Your kids? Well, my um, Hallie is um, is married. She got married um, about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago. Okay. Um, and Lincoln is not. Um, he has a pretty serious girlfriend, but okay, um, not yet, not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Okay, um, I'm just wondering because you say you, like you guys go all these places, so they kind of they go with you guys too yeah. and stuff. Okay. Yeah, they love it. 
Um, that's, that's great. We're doing the Baja um, taken on on uh, on a razor. Um, so in a month from now, I'm going to. Um, it's the pre-race. We don't actually race in the actual race race, but okay. Um, go and what, what's the uh, the Baja? Um, it's a race that is in the Baja of California, uh-huh. or I mean the Baja of Mexico. Um, it's and crazy. It's, uh, yeah, it's, and they have those big trophy trucks, you know, like the Monster and the Red Bull trucks oh, okay. that are all tricked out 300, 400, a million dollars. I don't even know, but we, we run, um, just, um, side by sides. And so, and we did it a couple years ago. And you you go. We went from San Diego and drove and drove uh, side by side all the way down to Cabo, and it's um, it was eight days of of going three hundred four hundred miles a day. Wow! And staying in cool hotels, but that's some backwoods stuff there. Those guys, the Baja Mexico is is uh, um, it's that that strip um, that goes down, and it's it's really really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. So did, how, t- tell us a little bit about that. So you drive all day, and then you get a like a hotel stay yeah. somewhere. You get pick up a hotel where you got your the dude that um, does run the Baja every year. So he's in two classes. He runs the the side by side class, and he runs the um, and it's a race race where you uh, the Baja <clears> one thousand. It's one thousand miles, um, and they go straight all the way through. Um, uh, so the that guy. Um, he he ra- runs in the race, but they they don't announce the actual track that they're doing until um, like a month or so before the race. So then these guys go and they ru- they pre-run the race so that they know all of the trails and know exactly where they're going. And he sells um, trips to go and run this with him. And you go and and uh, he he lines up the hotels. He has chase trucks which. Uh, they do this. Um, uh, uh, they have mechanics, and um, they haul the, the the luggage and everything. And um, and so they've got a medic, and they've got technicians, and they've got um, they've got a. Um, it, it's a really cool. They have the whole set of yeah they got, yeah. How many people usually go? Say like on this uh, r- running that twelve track twelve vehicles twelve twelve. Um, um, twelve uh, cars is what they call them. So and, and they run it razors. straight, or do they, or do they just like stop? So night? when the race happens, the Baja One Thousand, yeah, they run it straight through. With us, he, it's we can't do a thousand miles straight through and mm-hmm. go for twenty six hours. We go and we we do it like three hundred miles a day. And do you, so do you guys do it like before the actual race, or is it like? Yeah, it's before the race. Oh, okay. And he's learning the the all of the track and on GPS, so it's it's cool. Um, some days we only do like a hundred miles, and some days we go more. Just kind of at your own pace, just yeah, yeah. Oh, it's they, fun, and they got beautiful weather out there too. So it's, yeah, it's pretty. A, a lot of it we're running on the beaches, so we we actually are riding the beach, the beach line for a long ways. So when's that? When do you guys? Um, at the beginning that? of April. So, oh, so that's, yeah. that's like now. That's like now. <laughs> yeah, a month from now. Oh, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, uh, <clears throat> for fun, yeah, just uh, um, snowmobiling, razoring, all that stuff. Do you, do you do any hunting or stuff like that? Or I don't. Not okay. because I judge it, just because my dad didn't hunt. So um, you kind of, 
I didn't I didn't learn it. So I think it's a lot of work to get into and stuff. A lot. Yeah, and if if you're it's it's tough <clears throat> to do it if your dad didn't do it to teach you. Yeah. So I never I I did I do like the outdoors, um, hiking and everything. Um, so. My goal this last year was to climb Long's Peak, and then I got a foot injury, so I'm training right now to be able to do that this summer, and that's the, that's that's a pretty big. How long is how, how long is that? Um, like, I don't know. I'm I think it's like four, thirteen, fourteen miles somewhere. Okay, so but it's, it's at it's above fourteen thousand feet. So so up there, yeah, gasping for air. Yeah, you're way up there. <laughs> So, and and, and what's next for uh, for WTC? Next three years or so. What um, projects do you? Well, we we definitely want to um, expand. Um, that is um, what I super enjoy is um, um, is is doing the systems and the processes and um, and bringing more because with the growth that we have done, I've learned so much on how to do it better the next time and so um being able to bring a, another store or two or four um into the mix um i'm still young enough that i have um energy to go and um i but um and we got a, a good team that uh, that really enjoys going like that so um that's uh, i think wickham tractor is going to grow but we'll see um want to uh, do it smartly and not just go crazy so it's about um um you can you can sell yourself out of business and um i i don't want to i don't want to do that i want to uh, be smart about it so. and are you guys already like kind of eyeing a couple of places maybe to to yep. add on yep how, yeah. how far like in advance would that start um like uh, but before you actually go through with uh with purchasing it Usually, it takes about a year um, of working with the other business owner, um, and then working with the manufacturers to um, to line out everything. Working with the bank to finance everything, and and the the real estate is always a a big part. Um, so, yeah, it's um, that that's uh, been a, a, a growing situation. So, we'll see. I don't want to. I don't want to um, put too much um, stock in it because what we have now is is great, and I don't I don't take that for granted one single bit. And and we still have a lot of growing to do within the business that we have. So um, we don't have it all figured out, um, and it would be good to get better and better at what we're doing in the markets we're at. Um, and so. It's continuous trying to get better, just like you guys. Um, it's it's tough to um, learn everything and and uh, and apply it and all of the moving parts, and getting them all to work together. Um, this last year was a a trying year because we did have um, we had a lot of exodus of employees, um, some some that had been with us for a long long time, and it was really tough um on me and it was tough on my brother um to to replace key key people uh, but you, you don't have a choice you do what the business uh, demands and you keep adapting and keep evolving yeah yeah 
Oh, that's great. What's ne- what's next for you guys? To keep, to keep growing. Keep yeah. Growing. Keep keep getting our name out there. Keep getting known uh, here in the community and surrounding community and and all, and all around. Really. Yeah. So first of all, it's like we like the office space we got now. So it's it's we've been here for a few weeks barely. So we just got in here. So this is a cool office, by the way. I love yeah. this place. No, it's great. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. we put and we just built this this new studio. We did the. But it's the second, Se- second, second one. Second, second official. Oh, really? Second, yeah, you're the you're second guest in here. Okay. We've had a, a lot of others, but not in here. So, so yeah, so that's one of them, you know, who's in the office space and then expand, you know. In the ne- next keep, step is uh, hiring some other people on to help us out and keep getting more work. Okay. Yeah. But Cool. Yeah, but, well, I appreciate I'm you for... I'm excited for yeah. you guys to help. Um, we're we're going to be doing... Um, all of these training videos and uh, videos for our business that you guys are going to be doing for us. And I'm excited to get that um, rolling because that's going to be, that's a time multiplier. And I, I'm always looking for time multipliers, but you do one recording of, of um, an onboarding and then you can, um, you can, you don't have to be there for every single one. You can just have, have people watch it. So yeah. Cause that's the, but that's the important thing I think with like with business owners that a lot of that people that we've talked to is like their time's their most precious thing. So it's like, yeah. So like how, how do you optimize your time and yeah. make it more efficient? And that's, that's what you guys, you guys are selling time multipliers. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, so if people want to know a little bit more about you or maybe check out some, some tractors, where, where could people find that? Well, I'm a gypsy. Um, I don't have an office. I, I set up shop in conference rooms um, throughout. So, um, the there's not. Um, I I'm usually at the Greeley store, um, um, and Brad's usually here in Fort Morgan um, instead of both of us being here in Fort Morgan. So, I've been really focused on that. Um, but I live four minutes from our Longmont store. So, um, I as far as just call me. And uh, let's go to lunch. There you go. Do, do you have any social lunch? media that that people can find you on? Or I'm worthless at that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I no I um I have a Facebook account, but I probably look at it at once a month. Um, that's probably good. That's probably good. There's a lot of bad stuff on there too, so you're sometimes it's good to stay out of it. Stay. I out tell of you it. what, I'm addicted to is this freaking TikTok. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that is some fun shit to, to watch. Yeah, some pretty cool stuff. I'm I'm sure like since you're like into the like the Baja stuff, like yeah. there's so much cool stuff on that. Yeah, like a lot. It's it's so fun, and it is the biggest waste of time on the planet. <laughs> like, but it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I can. There's I one can, of your hobbies. There you go. <laughs> time can disappear, literally disappear. I'm gonna watch three videos, and an hour later, I uh, man, it's tough. <laughs> yeah so That's so funny. jason once again we, we appreciate you coming on on the podcast you know taking time out of your busy schedule to be is here. it over already this was it's fun so, this was just it's great well, well we'll have to do a part two oh, okay. part two just yeah that's when i'll tell you all the crazy stories That's yeah the, we'll do a, we'll good. do an after hours uh, yeah. episode yeah all my good drinking stories there you go those are the fun <laughs> ones yeah cool well thank you guys yeah appreciate yeah. it thank so. you guys and then guys as, as you know um if you guys like jason if you guys want to hear more about him um, comment down below. We might have them on for a part two or something like that. Get the, um, the cool stories in there. So yeah. <laughs> make sure you guys give the video a thumbs up if you guys like him. Um, if you guys like us, like the conversation we're having here. Um, but guys, remember, 
Then active rebellion yeah. is to question. Thank you guys for hanging out. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks.